broadcasting live out of a basement in Appleton, Wisconsin. You're tuned in to Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. We're the show that gives you an opportunity to call in and be a part of the show. Our call in line is 920-358-0795. Core. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. I'm your host, Andy McNamara. If you've never checked out Fox City's Core, we are broadcasting live every Saturday. So many great bands on here. If you are just tuning in, you can find all of them on our Fox City's Core YouTube page. Also, every week you can listen live on WCZR Code Zero Radio, which is a great independent streaming station based out of the Fox Cities. We play a ton of mainstream music along with all your local favorites, a ton of local bands. I mean, I don't think you can hear a station in the area that plays more local than Code Zero Radio. So check it out. Uh, My next guests burst onto the scene a few years ago. They've taken elements of funk, soul, and rock and created something all their own. Their first album was released in 2021. They play later today at Paperfest in Kimberly. I'd like to welcome Disco Naps to Fox City's Core. How are you guys doing today? Hey. Doing really good. Thank you for having us, Andy. I appreciate you guys doing this. I know you've, is it kind of hard to get up early on a show day? It's kind of a midday show, though. Doesn't feel too bad. We're happy that you hosted us. (laughs) Yeah, like we're good. Uh, we've got a we've got a lot to talk about. We're we're missing one one band member right now. It might be coming in a little bit, might not. But there's a, a chair there for when he arrives. Um, can we maybe just go down the the line and get get your name and what you do in the band? I'm Shan. I'm the singer. My name's Mike. I play bass for the band. My name's Ben. I play drums. We also have another Ben too, who plays guitar, who is not here. Does that ever get confusing, Ben? Uh, yeah, definitely. Sure it does. Um, he played a paper, paper fest last night, so um, I'm sure he's uh, he had a good time. So he's probably <laughs> sleeping in. Did uh, any Did any of you guys go to see him play last night? Yeah. Shan performed. With, yeah. Uh, he, Shan made a special appearance. He so. put me on the spot, and I ran up there, and I did whatever he said. Very out. obedient. Yeah. yeah, just ask me. I'll, I'll be there. Well, there was a the paper fest has been pretty, pretty hopping this year. I went out and checked out the fireworks yesterday. It, it, pretty crowded. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Is there just a constant yeah. flow of humans <laughs> passing through? Are, are, Getting their funnel cakes and all that. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys to the point in the band yet where? When, you, when you've got a show scheduled, it's just get out there and do it. And unlike you're trying to remember songs at this point and the, the nerves, you still have the nerves? Oh, I definitely have the nerves. But that kind of fuels us sometimes. <laughs> it fuels me, anyway. I think we're all generally pretty anxious people. Oh, yeah. And introverts. So um, we don't really need to rehearse, but we do just to cover... You know, just to cover everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all just black out enough to the point where we can get it done and it still sounds pretty good. And Yeah, we'll step off stage and <laughs> just ask our fans was like, Hey, was that was that good? Did you, you guys like And we that? don't we never think it was good. And they're like, Wow, that was the best I've ever heard you guys play. And I'm like, Are you making this up on the fly or what are we doing? <laughs> but it's it's uh, gratifying and awesome, and uh, 
more focused kind of on the songwriting element than like rehearsing the older stuff that we need to do. Mm-hmm. So, how how do you like it? And I guess this is more a question for Ben, but like when the, the most of a drum set is backlined, does that affect the sound much, or does it affect how you're playing? It depends on if uh, the drummer whose drum set it is is willing to let me tinker a little bit and move stuff around because um, I just like to have a little bit of space because I got long arms. So that that really, it's always nice when the drummer is, is uh, yeah, it's, it's just nice when people are a little bit more nice and let me... <laughs> Let me mess around a little bit. Being nice is nice. Yeah, exactly. Being nice is nice. I like this. It's like a Disco Naps early show. Yeah, so we're writing a song <laughs> that, right now, actually. The, the new song is called Being Nice is Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you guys started during COVID, which is kind of unique. You hear a lot about bands breaking up during COVID. You guys actually formed during COVID. Like, what, what yeah. brought you guys together? Well, we were all sort of making some music together just before it all went down. Um, And obviously we all stayed inside for as long as um, the CDC said we should. And then um, I guess we were all still ready and willing to get back together and continue on what we had started. We were all really adamant um, in support of that. So we, we all eventually came back. Um, when we could. And was there chemistry there right away? What was that like? It just all I, came together. I remember the first time that we uh, we had a session. It's like this this works. It's good. Um, obviously, the first time you play with anybody, you know, it's never perfect, but uh, just stuff to build on and and work on and. Uh, really humble and great musicians to work with so it just uh it just panned out for us and yeah. we're lucky for that and very grateful it's been super easy to just sort of improv with you guys and then keep what you know we kind of want to build off of or what sounds good and um eventually after playing them enough over and over they become um Yours. actual songs yeah, yeah. well and this we know this kind of has like a a, kind of a unique sound to to a lot of bands in the area. It's it's not common, but uh, were you guys like a fan of that style or those different styles that you guys sort of pulled in there? Or, like were you guys all a fan of jazz and? Good question. Um, we all have such different musical tastes. Yeah. So, um, when we were building it out, it we don't like modulate very often. It's very um setting up shan um because the vocal performance is kind of what makes us like a a really solid band so i just want to wrap up all the instrumentals yeah so we we tend to stay harmonically in like a center and then it's just the vocal performance around it um and that's just i feel like that's worked for us yeah i've like very vocally led music and mm-hmm. you know as a child i was super into you know pop singers and stuff like that i grew up on pop you know, <laughs> i i get it maybe a little bit of like country singers and stuff because mm-hmm. they're just like great and i wanted to do that they know their zone yeah 
I yep. wanted to be all over the zone. I wanted to go mm-hmm. so far with the zone. <laughs> Is there a lot of music in your households growing up? Yes, sir. Not not in mine so much, but you you could go, Shannon. <laughs> well, when uh, when my Italian side of the family gets together for like reunions and stuff, like everyone brings an instrument or whatever, and it all sort of just ends in like a big jam session <laughs> with like a cello and acoustic guitar and like bongos and stuff like that, and then. Like, I don't know. That is, that's what my family does at Thanksgiving. That's enriching. Yeah. Sounds like fun. For sure. I'm jealous. <laughs> I didn't. But, like, yeah, getting put on the spot as a child. Sing. So, Shannon and Ben have been around music their whole lives. I didn't start playing until I was 20. Wow. So, um, I missed out on that boat, that band boat. Where I could have like picked up, you know, saxophone or trumpet or something, um, but better late than than not getting into it at all. Facts. <laughs> so, so it worked out for me, um, and I think that just draws on like being inspired by something and then pushing you to like take that step, try something. Um, if it, if you fall on your face, whatever, it's fine. Um, but. So at some point I, you I'm picked up a bass. Like what made you pick up a bass versus like well, something else? I, yeah, I picked up guitar and then I uh, I just went to bass because like I love the way it can affect music. Like it controls everything. Mm-hmm. So um, you're playing with rhythm, obviously, but like you're influencing the harmony as well. And I just thought it was such a powerful tool in music and every single band that i love had an amazing bass player so and it's only four strings to play so <laughs> i mean thought you played five, five strings <laughs> yeah but you know what i'm saying <laughs> it just like i just gravitated towards it and i love the impact and i love the feeling of playing with especially like and going back to that day that we started playing, the first time we met, playing with Ben, I was like, okay, this is a drummer that I can groove with, you know. And it just, ever since then, we never looked back. And Ben, you, you said you had music in, in the house growing up. Your parents were playing records, and what, what's the scene like? Well, uh, my dad's a huge Rush fan, and I was raised on that rock and roll baby. So, so it makes sense that you gravitated to the yeah, drums. Um, <laughs> None of my family is musically inclined, really. I'm the only one. Um, they started me off on trumpet when I was in fifth grade. wasn't really my thing, but I learned a little bit. And then uh, I picked up the drums around sixth grade. Never looked back, like Mike said. wasn't very good for a while, but I just played with my friends because I enjoyed it. And here we are now. Well, and did you guys have any old bands that... I mean, I, I always enjoy old band names. Do you have any names you can share with us from bands a, before Disco Naps? I got a couple. You want to go <laughs> first, though, Mike? Cause, no, go ahead. All right. Um, so I was super into pop punk when I was a young man. Um, you don't say. A lot, a lot of <laughs> pop punk bands. That was kind of like my main thing. Huge Blink-182 nerds. Um, we had a band called Dejected Heroes. 
And then we had another one uh, <laughs> called Paving Exodus. Huh? Didn't go anywhere, but it was fun. That's <laughs> actually a pretty cool name. Yeah. I like that. Nice. I might Ma steal that one. Paving <laughs> Exodus uh, as a song name? Yeah, go ahead, dude. That's a uh, creative license. Uh, my first band, I was playing in Chicago uh, with some of my friends. It was called Etiology, which is the study of you know the cause of something, but you are trying to find out what, like, mm -hmm. the result. It's... Hmm. It's a scientific study. word, but like etiology, nobody could ever pronounce it. <laughs> it, it, it. It was it was a great band at the time, and like gave me a bunch of confidence, and it was it was sweet. But um, I, even disco naps is kind of hard to uh, <laughs> naps to pronounce for people for some reason. It's two word disco naps, but yeah, I had the first time I saw it, it was it gave me a lot of troubles as well. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, more trouble than maybe necessary, uh, and we don't subjective pronunciation. I mean, we'll we'll toss in a bunch of octaves, but we don't play disco either. I have to explain that like right off the bat. Um, oh. <laughs> like, do you, are you guys a disco band? No, no, no we're not. Unfortunately, Shan, you must have had some band names too. The disco Naps is my first wow. band. Yeah. Well, how did okay? How do you guys get the the, the name Disco Naps? I mean, you mentioned you don't play disco. It, mm -hmm. You know, it, it, just kind of a pairing so, that sounded right? The way I would describe it... Um, so a disco nap is you're taking a break before you party. It's like, you know... Like or a between party. Like a half hour, hour nap before you go out again. And sometimes our music tends to lull you a little bit. And... Uh, make you relax and then it'll wake you up really fast yep. so it just seemed like the right thing for us because it's it's more of a, a a journey you know like where we go up and down dynamics are more important than harmony a lot of the time in the band um so it just it's an interesting name and it seemed to work for us so uh we just we just went with that and that was before we knew where we were really taking it as well, but uh, tended to pan out for us. And the E at the end, like the synapse. That's what mm -hmm. confuses people, the e. the e. They're like, how do I pronounce this? There's not an E at the end of that. Well, there is not. We put one there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do what we want. So, so the, the songs are, like, at, at times can be kind of... Jamie, I guess you could use the word Jamie. Yes, do you 100%. guys do you guys do a lot of improv? Improv? Oh gosh, I shouldn't have attempted yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do that a lot. Yes. we do. We call um, a lot of ob audibles. <laughs> so you kind of can read the rumor if you need to extend something or yeah. just go into something. We got a, we got quite a few hand signals that we do, and uh, <laughs> a lot of head nods. Shan, looks. Um, like Shan said, this is the first band she's played in, and. Uh, there have been moments where Shan has not been confident and like we're go you know, like just like questioning, but like to where we are now, her ability to improvise and uh and just like work with everything we're doing is just uh unparalleled. It's it's amazing. Um so Thanks. Yeah, I hope we Gave you that confidence along the way because you it's, it's working. Keep confidence. up the good work. 
So like sometimes a five minute song will it'll be twelve minutes, you know. Um, sometimes a song will be shorter too. It just de- it depends on the stage, depends on the timing, depends on the crowd. When when you were first getting shows, so you you formed during COVID, and then coming out of COVID, you were starting to play shows. Mm-hmm. Did you run into situations where like a venue maybe wanted you to play like two hours or you know longer? And then how did you adjust to? Did you do a lot of improvisation to, to, to fill that time? or You just kind of work with what's in front of you. Um, we're able to. I don't think we prefer to, but at the same time... Um, there are some we, songs that have that flexibility. Yeah. Or, you, you know, we can take it different ways, but it still has, like, some sort of structure that we always come back to. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of go crazy in the middle, but there's always a hook, something to a come hook back to. A hook to come back to, to, like, recenter yourself. So we do that quite a bit, um, where there's just a hook that everybody can hear, and it's like, okay, we're hearing the song, we'll wrap it up, kind of thing. But... I don't want to call us a jam band, but we do jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys kind of put out some different things. You put out an EP, a four-song EP, some singles, and then uh, you ended up putting out the the album. So you guys were like just putting out music, 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 music. What was the reasoning behind doing some an EP, a bunch of singles, and then putting out like a, an album? I think just what was top of mind, what was ready to be recorded. Yep. And you guys didn't like have any like urges to maybe put all the singles and the the EP into another album like let's just repackage re-release I mean there was a bunch of garbage stuff that we had too so we picked like from the top right and just we also wanted to keep uh, momentum going that entire year too leading up to our eight track album or whatever being Mm. released so kind of you know like yeah. the way it was marketed on social media and everything, it was just kind of keeping like a constant momentum and attention to our music coming out. And yeah, just to keep it flowing. And at the time, because we couldn't be doing live shows, it was like, okay, let's keep this streaming. Let's keep it. I mean, everybody's attention span these days is very short, so it was kind of like, okay, for the summer, we'll release a song every two weeks, you know? Um, And then when we came up with the album, that was like a project that we just really wanted to present as a whole, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But yeah, we're back in the shed. We're uh, going to be recording... um, with our friend David, Source Track David Studios. Yeah. Yes, he's our guy. Love he's a guy. wizard. <laughs> we love him very much. So shout out to him. We'll be in the studio with him sometime, um, late summer or fall, whenever he's got time. He's a busy dude. But so as far as working with David, you've done pretty much everything with him. So now everything. it's just get there and you're comfortable with him and mm-hmm. the space and everything. Um, and I know David. He's he's got his. He's pretty spread out. He's doing a lot of different things. Do you have a relationship with him where it's just call him, book the time, and then you're in there? We're buddies. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Does he do any producing kind of stuff as far as, like, suggesting? He, so, like, when we did our Live in, live in the Lobby session, mm-hmm. he uh, he recorded it, and then he mixed it for us as well. Um, but when we track with him, we've done everything live. Yep. 
everything's just been live pretty much so for him it's a short day we don't like overdub very much it's just kind of like we go in we record it all together shan's vocals are all live and then maybe add some harmonies over the top but nothing much for him extra he um kind of gives you a lot of freedom and what to do as well but if mm -hmm. he has like an idea or a suggestion he's great with that and like um really nice about not not really like constructive criticism but i don't know there, there no, are times the where right you're kind just of kind of like dragging yeah. or low energy and he's like giving he's Mm -hmm. On just, top of it, he's yeah, also a hype really man. Fun. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he's a hype man, and he brings he, you back to where you should be. I don't know. It's not like you ever thought you needed a producer, and then he's right there to help <laughs> you, even though we're not paying him to produce. <laughs> he's just he's, I'm he's not even into the genre of music that we play, but he just he's a chameleon dude. He's he, just he wants he's, it to he's sound amazing. good just as much as we want mm -hmm. it to sound good. Like, yeah. Well, Shout out to David. We, we we love him. He's he's awesome. And as you record with him, then things are probably getting more comfortable. But are you finding that you're getting more hard on yourself as far as songwriting? So is it increasing the level of like? Is it? It's not getting. I guess my question, as I pose it to you, is it kind of staying the same as far as how easy it is to record? It sounds like it's always been easy, but is it harder writing now? But even though your relationship with David is so fluid? it's a good question. Well, we hold ourselves to a high standard, so sometimes we do get a little frustrated with ourselves when we're writing our music because sometimes it comes together like that, and other times we have to sit down and keep playing the same thing over mm -hmm. and over. It can get a little nerve-wracking at times. So, yeah, there is a magic to it. Sometimes... Like, for instance, a song that's going to be coming out from us that we'll be playing tonight, um, or this afternoon. Boys Can Do, that was a process over a few weeks. Whereas we just wrote a new song called Deep Breath that we'll be playing today as well, that we just came up with. Literally, and, and, like, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> and, you, and you can't explain that magic. Sometimes it just happens. Um... And Shan has a lyric sheet from that evening of just, like, writing it out on the fly. You you can tap into it all the time, but sometimes it just, like, it just works out for you. So it's hard to kind of explain our songwriting process. And we're patient, and we want it to sound the best. So, like, if songs need more time, we will definitely dive into it a little bit longer, um, which we're kind of in the process now yep. on a few new songs. But... Mostly organic. You mentioned earlier in the interview, like the the vocals are kind of the kind of the thing that you focus on. Mm -hmm. Shan, as far as like writing lyrics, are you pulling from personal experiences or fictional things? Sometimes I focus on just um, like a theme of something I've been thinking about a lot. At the time, or yeah, something I've been like feeling a lot at the time because I'm a very emotionally driven person. Um, so sometimes um, I can sit down and write something out and then kind of bring it into the fold, or sometimes I'm just listening to what the guys are playing and 
I start hearing words in my head and it mm-hmm. um, all just kind of like influences or inspires me to um, write something down like that. Um, like writing deep breath. Um, I was thinking a lot about, um, um, you know, about like, I I like water themes a lot, Mm -hmm. but lately in the media and everything, there was this stuff with the submarine and everything like that in the Titanic. And I was thinking about that a lot. So deep breath is kind of like mirrors that element I guess and then um, I sort of liked that it had a reggae vibe because you yeah. know uh, you know the vibe of reggae is like peace and equality and love and all that and I thought it just kind of all worked together really well so it all just kind of but it like in a darker portrait yeah, yeah so <laughs> you like, know, it's, not, it's not your Bob Marley like wake up you see birds you're very happy <laughs> this is like more like, uh, I'm going to shine some light on this <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, right? shine in the light. Yeah, shine in the but light. But like a song like that can come together in five minutes. Yeah, but it, so doesn't always, it doesn't always happen. Just thinking you know? of a theme. Um, I don't know. It, I, I've we, been we talked after the jam <laughs> and you had a sheet filled out like full of like quality lyrics that were like really thoughtful <laughs> and poignant and i was like whoa okay we just started playing this you know but not every song happens like that <laughs> yeah i i don't know i guess i've been writing a lot consistently since high school and was really interested in poetry and all that and um sometimes my brain goes faster than my hand and i just scribble scribble and these things come out and you're not just a singer, like, you are very interested in harmony and the way it flows, and you can fit words to that. It's it's kind of like a, like a, you know, like a rapper, like a hip-hop artist would do, where it's like, you find the words after you find your melody. You know, like, there's yeah. an ebb and flow to everything. And yeah. you've got, I mean, you're up there kind of front and center without, you know... You're not, you don't have an instrument strapped on you. Do you ever find it hard to figure out what to do when you're not yeah. singing something? Yeah, at first, I mean, I I really I don't know how to dance or anything like that. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna like you know to do whatever I want and um, just kind of like be free about it and like just you know with abandon and I don't I don't really care what people are. Well, I care a little bit, but, you know, I'm just up there having a good time, and I'm trying not to think so hard about, like, oh, I should be doing something right now. It's like I am doing something. I'm up there um, in the center of, like, some really cool music that I like to listen to anyway, so I just kind of, like... just relax and zone out. And be she, like, she's really yeah. good at the air drums. I, yeah, I'll turn to Ben and be like, yeah, do that. I'll it's all turn Phil to Collins. Mike and give him a dirty look. <laughs> Pretend to beat him Yeah, up we'll have some bit. conversations that are pretty offbeat, and then she'll give me a dirty look and yeah. whatever. We move on. She'll try to set me up for drum solos sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, yeah, this is the right time. Seconds. Other times seconds. I'm like, hey, man, I'm tired. Just leave me alone for a little bit. Yeah, that makes me laugh. <laughs> Let's talk about when that first album came out, and there's really no difference between, I guess, putting out an album and the, the EP you put out and all the singles, but did there was there extra pressure when you were 
getting ready to release the album because when you release an album, it, it's supposed to be like an event. Um, even though you had previously released stuff, was there more stress behind that? I don't remember there being much stress. Like, um, I think just forming connections and some friendships along the way before the album release, um, we started thinking about how we wanted to, I guess, celebrate and release that um, way beforehand. Um, like, we had planned um, all these singles coming out in the summer, and we knew we wanted to release this album at the end of the year. Um, so we formed a good relationship with the Appleton Beer Factory here, um, and Mark there, and we kind of knew that was the venue we wanted to have it at. Like, mm -hmm. that was kind of like our little home venue there for a while. We kept coming back to, um, we made some friends that do projections and some video, lighting, sound, um, somehow figured it all out <laughs> and then it all kind of like fell together um really pushing that album release party um and the so, album yeah so it does have a sister album too the yeah. live record we yeah. played a lot of those songs um and that was recorded that show. oh so that was the album release at, show yeah, yeah. And, yep. and i think like four of our first six shows were at album beer factory i, I want to say so shout out to mark um Love him a bunch. He is also, along with uh, Stone Arch and Venture Wisconsin, uh, the original music stage at uh, at Paperfest is all curated by him. So, yeah. yep. shout out to him, big time. Um, so, uh, the sister album is pretty much a live and, recording. Yeah, and David yeah. was there yep. the entire time tracking us live. And um, mixing it after the fact, so... Uh, yeah, we just got uh, some really good friends who are very talented, and uh, they've they've been very helpful. Yeah, we've had a lot of people willing to help us out and just wanting to be a part of it, which is really cool. It was kind of wild in uh, twenty one when um, we first started playing shows. We played at Fox River House. Shout out to Ian Thompson. Mile Music um, had us at Fox River House. And uh, all of a sudden we had like five shows at Mile after the Fox River House thing. So it was just like a wild summer. Like, yeah, a quick, a quick ramp up it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and, and it was fun. But yeah. it was just like a lot of... It was it was a very quick come up. Yeah, for us. It, yeah. But the the scene here was really welcoming for us, and um, yeah. At our first show, we went up there not knowing if anyone was gonna like it or not, and we were all a little nervous. And then we killed it, and everyone was like, "That was awesome." And shout out to Levi Besaw as well, because uh, our first show was at Fox River House. We opened for Cape Paintings, mm -hmm. and they were. Such They're an amazing vibe. band. Um, I know he's got a solo thing going on. Yeah, he's got uh, now singing lessons. lessons. Yeah. yeah, very good, very good. Um, Which is a very humble dude and and very welcoming. Um, when you played the show and you were officially in the scene, did you all of a sudden find yourself like networking like super fast with all these other bands? Like you're like not a part of the scene, all of a sudden you're like thrust into it. 
We're very quiet people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a, a so. lot of musicians are very introverted and shy and awkward. And we have that. So we come across as like, we're not the networking types, no. honestly. Um, have made some great friends along the way, but like... We've Sometimes come it's something like you gotta do, but I just I like it to be natural, man. Yeah. You know? We would like some more friends though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you could be our friends. We're we're not that weird. Just hit <laughs> us up and we will talk to you on our own time. We're very nice. And... Um So you did you did that show, you did the the live album and put that out and the we're we're kinda talking like the cover art is similar on both the live and uh, the the first album. So same artist. Yep. Um, the photo for the live album was taken by one of our friends, and we just used that. Uh, it seems like the coloring, like whatever filters were used on there, was very similar. Yeah, that was intentional. Okay. Um, but uh, the album artwork itself was done by a, a graphic designer, and then. Um, is Into the Water. That was a lyric from one of our songs, Nosedive, which we all love to play. Oh, um, that's a heater. It's it's a very cool song. <laughs> like, we love that one. And uh, just took that, like, submarine kind of, like, breaking underwater, which was, like, a, a theme for us. And it panned out. I mean, I think it looks really cool. But it was, like, a commission type type situation where it's like somebody did that for us whereas the uh, live album was just a photograph that one of our friends took with a filter you're right you said you've you've been kind of getting the next album ready mm-hmm. um, when do you have a, a target date for when it's going to be released not currently soon as possible hopefully though um, Late fall winter fall. yeah yeah are you looking for like about eight or nine more songs on this one or a little more extensive it's going to be an ep okay yeah um, probably, we, probably five. Yeah, we want to take a little bit more time mm-hmm. on the songs. Um, it's gonna be more closer to the uh, like the summer releases we did. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll put out a couple songs at a time, one or two at a time. Seems to be the way that the music industry is trending. Is mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about a little that. a little yeah. bit here or there. You know, is better than just like one release and then people forget about it. Just uh, stay in the zeitgeist. <laughs> hey, do, you, do you guys sell like physical media at your shows? We don't. So it's just all digital, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. free streaming. What What do you do um, for your band? <laughs> this, is, this isn't about me, Mike. <laughs> 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 it, I mean, like, like it is kind of. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you yeah, asked. We we did CDs, but it's like it it seems pointless now. Like the CDs just seem to me pointless. I I like CDs like for local stuff, and but really, it's like it's, you rip them and then it's yeah. on the shelf. It's more, more of a, of a collector's yeah. yeah, collector's item. Some people love the physical stuff and to have it for the collection. Well, yeah, and look. I do like the look. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same with like vinyls, but. I'd love to have a, a lot, vinyl. That'd a be lot, sweet. Yeah. Is, that, is that on the table for you guys? That Maybe. would be that? sick. We would probably only have a few. That's to, so expensive. Though. To do Disco Nap's greatest hits would be pretty awesome on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Like, you really could do that. So a vinyl's got to be, like, what, 42 minutes or something like that? So you'd have to have to be shortened anyways. Of eventually. It's maybe a nice, down the road. It's I, nice I like to think the about idea. right now. Yeah. Hall of Fame jams. 
from our shows. Yeah, I mean, I'd like a Disco Naps record for my collection. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I'm a collector would person. Yeah. Do any of you personally collect vinyl or any kind of yeah, media? Yeah, I do. I, I have a fair share. Yeah, I... I yeah. just got a record player, so I'm starting off my collection right now. Yeah, get some Floydies in you. Get some Zep. <laughs> Zep 2, 3. Like, go for that. And then uh, maybe a King Crimson in there, and you're good to go. <laughs> I like. <laughs> Shan, let's talk about the Fox Menagerie. Okay. Finally. Like, how did that collaboration come about? And I know you wrote a song with, with Joe. Like, yes. did you bring something to him, or did he bring something to you? Um. So, Mike here kindly was like yo check this out this is would be really cool to do don't you think and i was like oh would you look at that that does look pretty cool and you know what um maybe i'll send them an email and just see what's up and then like a day or two later they were like hey what's up when are you available and i was like oh my god mike and then um so (laughs) mike with the like uh writing the song thing with Joe, um, who's really talented and just like crazy. Uh, we did it all over like video and he was kinda like, um, so do you have like something you kinda wanna like work off of or you just wanna like make something up? And I was like, you know, whatever, I've got like a bunch of stuff laying around and um I kinda just we collaborated on like a Google document and I just started sort of like typing out um, these lyric ideas or little blurbs or whatever and he was kind of like, oh, you know what, I kind of like this one. And um, he was like, so like what kind of songs are you into lately? And I was like, like, ah. At the time I was listening to um, Welcome to the DCC um, by Nothing But Thieves, like, over and over and Shout over and over and over again. Thieves. So I was like, oh, this is, like, my guilty pleasure right now. He's like, oh, that's sick. So we kind of, like, created a groove, like, based off the song I really like and took these lyrics that were really cool. And um, he sort of took, um, like, my melody ideas and my lyric ideas and made them into something feasible that made sense. <laughs> kind of just, like, sorted it out for me and he was just like playing the keyboard and we did this all over video um over a couple of days and um he created a cute little demo for it and then we all got together and met each other in person and it was like a real whole song at the end of the day it was really cool how many takes did you guys do before you got the the one that you used um uh, so we we did the bad romance song for for the first part of the day. I think it was a four hour ordeal overall. Maybe we spent like two hours on each song. So I mean, playing that three four minute song over and over again for two hours. I don't know how many times it was. I don't know how many, but it was a few. Um, just sort of uh, figuring out like their background harmonies. Um, you know, specific little parts that maybe they wanted to add in there or in transitions um you know just to make sure we were all on the same page um yeah we did it quite a few times that <laughs> makes me feel better that you had to play it that long because they're really good like, <laughs> yeah, we, the, if it's a bunch of takes i feel take, a lot better because <laughs> um uh D- dana david's like wife is just running around that entire time videoing each take and i think they just kind of take 
the best one. Um, so I don't even remember at which point in the day that take was because that's kind of the best way yeah, to do so, it, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't. I think um, it's just all one one take mm-hmm. video, right? So um, I don't think she cut any of those things together, but she was videoing every single time. So is there a, a chance that maybe Disco Naps would pick up those tunes and do those live? Maybe the original. I mean, we don't do covers. Yeah. I so suppose. here's the deal with covers for us. But is it technically we, a cover though? Like the, the I'm, Lady I'm, Gaga song. I was like on a starry night. Is that a cover? No, that was the original. Okay. That's one, the that original. So that's that's Shan's song. If she wants to use it in disco naps, so we yeah. can use it. You know. Yeah. yeah, that song was really catchy. Yeah. yeah. I it gets it's stuck in my head all the time. I would totally sing that with disco naps. So too. if Shan wants to use it, we'll I we haven't can even use it. thought about that. That's such a good idea, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I have an okay. Idea. <laughs> Your ideas are pretty yeah, good. Give yourself some credit, man. <laughs> well, I thought it, I thought that turned out really nice. I like yeah. the song, but I, I noticed. So then it, it, you guys had so much going on. Like you, you had that song, and then the in the lobby, uh-huh. which turned out fantastic. And, and as far as that experience, like so you guys are all in the lobby. It's a smaller space. David's there, which probably was nice because he kind of had a little comfortability with that, but. Um, Shannon, I noticed you did like a, you did a clap deal in, in the lobby and you did it on the Fox Menagerie song. So I don't know if that's a Shan move, but it's not typically. I don't know. Shan claps back. Oh, I was doing like for boys can do. Yeah. I was, I, like during practice, um, I was planning on doing it like every chorus for boys can do in the video. And I forgot until the very end or maybe or it was probably, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to remember which song you did it in. It, at the end of Boys Can Do. Boys so, can do like, it was on the guitar what rhythm. Makes me, they just make yeah. me want to clap, and then so Those I do. accents on the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets me. The drums get me in. So, so in, the, in the lobby, like, for people that aren't familiar with that, that's a, a show, YouTube, they put it out, they record it in a lobby at, is it Wild? Wild what? Theory Studios. Right, so Yes. Um... And how long were you guys recording? Like, how much? How long was that session? I think it ended up being like About forty an, minutes. But well, like with hour. with like setup and everything, yeah. like we played for what forty minutes. Yeah. But like setting everything up and getting it, um, getting everything dialed in, it took a while. So we didn't start until like what, like seven o'clock seven, or something maybe. like that. So, um, any audience there? A couple people. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad was there, yeah. my son was there, and then just some people that walked in off the street. Yeah, my son was there with his friend, mm-hmm. just a couple people. Yeah, but like nothing just did it as like a pop crazy. Up, and then some people could pop in if they like. Yeah. Um, focus more on the. But like what video. they're doing for the music community here, 100% thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, because it's such professional video production. Yeah, no kidding. And. Uh, you know, we had our friend David there. I'm done talking about him. He already knows he's a promote. David. We love you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I can't wait till he sees it. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that was episode 14 of the spring summer. So just like giving a really cool spotlight on uh, 
on local musicians around here and was, giving them a platform. So was it weird for you guys to watch it when it came out? Were, were you able to see it before it was released yesterday? I loved watching it, honestly. We could listen to it a bit. <laughs> I still haven't watched it yet. I only watched the clip that yeah. they posted on Facebook. So I guess I got some homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just admired uh, Billy and Jacob over there. Or, uh, they work really hard at it, and they do a really good job. I yeah. mean, I can't imagine how much time was spent uh, editing everything. Yeah, and it's and super just, high like, quality, too. Piecing it together. Um, so, big thanks to them, for sure. So check that out on uh, Live in the Lobby's YouTube page. And uh, do you guys have anything like that coming up? Um, Any not other currently. live video performances we should know about? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. To be determined. Yeah. <laughs> TBD. You, we've got some a lot of live shows going on. We're do, hitting up some festivals um, and then focusing on recording. Mm-hmm. It's that, all about the music right now. We've got these goals, man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, coming up, obviously today, 315 will be out in Kimberly at Paperfest. Craft music yeah. stage, baby. Iftikhar is hosting us um, the weekend of the 27th. So Moondance Festival. Yeah, Moondance Festival. We play on Friday afternoon opening up the festival. So yes. 1 o'clock. We'll Wake be there getting the party calm. started. Mm-hmm. And then um, next weekend we will be at Midwest Sunsplash. Unity is hosting us out there. They do... It's a big uh, kind of charity festival. So a lot of the money is donated to... Uh, uh, music, you know, like uh, kids' educational music, um, that kind of thing. And uh, we're playing for like two hours at a festival on mm-hmm. a Saturday, so uh, happy to be out there. Um, I think we play right before Unity. Shout out to those guys. They do so much for the community. Yeah, and seriously. They're such nice people, so um, really happy to be invited to that. We, uh, we've got some questions here. Um, oh. Do any of you have any backstage superstitions or process you follow before each show prior to going on stage? Mm. It's, a two, um, that one. it's a two-parter <laughs> question, by the way, so that was the first question. We like to give each other big hugs. Yeah, have a couple beers before, usually. Yeah. We all I do wrap anyway. our arms around each other. We like big Disco hugs. Disco naps. Yeah. Disco naps. Yeah. There's different ways you can hype yourself up. I mean, we, I think everybody in this world suffers from anxiety, so we have methods, but nothing uh, specifically that's like a ritual, I would say. I, I do kinda... my vocal warm-up in my car, so no one else has to endure that. <laughs> yeah, that would be exhausting. <laughs> I usually just blast some of my favorite songs of yeah, all time. I just, just by myself for a second, just... Let yeah. the thoughts come and let them go, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just jam out, get in the rock star mentality, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Should I turn around on Andy right now and ask him what he does before shows? No, I don't man. do anything. It's not about him. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. We had a so the second part of that, and by the way, it's Jerry uh, Swedberg who who asked the question. Uh, the second Thanks, one was, Jerry. what local or national band would you love to do a gig with? Paramore. Yeah, that'd be Hell sick. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Without question, <laughs> that's that's one band we all agree that we all love. Like, we're pretty down. divergent on musical themes, and 
we all have different backgrounds, but we tend to come into the middle and meet in a really good spot. And I think Paramore might be just at that center mm-hmm. point. I'd say Incubus <laughs> as well. That's yep. another one we all love. And Humphreys McGee. Yeah. Yeah. For us guitar players yeah. and Ben as a drummer, yeah, that tends to work out. But uh, yeah, if we could in a different life open for Paramore, that would be uh, <laughs> freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks for the question, Jerry. And yeah, thank you, uh, Jerry. We also had a just a comment uh, from Mobile Mutant. He says, "I'll see you at Paperfest." <laughs> awesome! Oh, so, hell yeah, brother! Sounds good. Sounds like a threat. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> see you at Paperfest <laughs> with, paper with a fist fest. emoji. But <laughs> <laughs> knock you guys out. So, being kind of introverted people how do you feel like when you get the show done there must be relief but like you probably get people coming up to you that want to talk like how do you how do you deal with that is that something you're comfortable with i uh... usually i'm left alone (laughs) and i kind of appreciate that because everyone can see the sweat dripping down my face and i'm Uh... hauling my gear off stage it's like yeah this guy's busy let's not bother him so i get left alone typically but yeah, Chan's like, kind of a celebrity, so as long as it's not like sweaty Ben coming up to me and <laughs> bugging me after the show, will be fine. Do you ever get any unsolicited advice with oh, how yeah. you should like yeah. how you should maybe oh incorporate you, something into the the band? Last summer <laughs> oh when we were God. up north and <laughs> in Sister Bay, and I was supposed to play more like I was supposed to take more bass solos, which I freaking hate. Dude, I, guess I, I don't do bass. I don't do bass solos because it's annoying. It annoys everybody. <laughs> Nobody has fun. Okay, Mike. Somebody sees that five-string bass. You're like, this guy's gonna be ripping some bass solos. <laughs> it's no. like if you saw if you had Ben. Ben has like three bass drums, like four hi hats. You know, he's gonna be doing like some <laughs> exactly. kind of solo. And the reference I got was play like Phil Lesh, and I'm like, I can. Have you ever heard of Phil Lesh? <laughs> Respect to Grateful Dead. I don't like them. I don't like the style. It's way too much, and it's so not tight and lazy. And we don't play that style of music, so when this dude told me to play like Phil Lesh, I'm like, (laughs) well, he asked me if I had heard of Phil Lesh. And I was like, yeah? What? Are you going somewhere with that? But that's what I I like. I just, I don't don't like bass solos. I will probably never do them. If at some point it'll have to be well written and it, there will be drums in there too. You did say probably, so there's a chance. Uh, don't he get your, ho- don't do get your hopes up, Andy. <laughs> Still don't warming up to the him. idea. And, and Shan, like, I'm sure you're you're getting the bulk of people talking to you. I, is it hard? Like, do you want to just decompress after a show and then you're sort of still in show zone after? Yeah. Um, Sometimes it gets overwhelming. Um, sometimes, uh, yeah. Like uh, when we first started playing shows, my nerves were so like I, I would come off the stage and like you would feel that like relief sort of come off of you, and then just feel like dry heaving and stuff, you know. So having people come up to you when you're like, mm-hmm, I'm trying to please. exhale here. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> that yeah. was a little weird. I'm like, okay, okay, but now. Um, I don't know. Um, it's a lot easier to put on like a character or like a persona for these things now. Um, 
uh, being a person with anxiety and a person who needs to like work on their self-esteem, but actually like pretending to have really good self-esteem is really good practice. Yeah, fake it till you make I, it. Yeah, I definitely have a lot more confidence now. So talking to people and um, giving them eye contact and um, talking to people is a lot easier now. Um, than in the beginning. But, but you are right, though. Like, sometimes you walk off the stage and it's like, you have to rifle through, like, 30 people who are, like, saying the same thing. Yeah, and, so like, when like you have to pee, I mean, that's my <laughs> Which biggest problem now. Which we appreciate. Like, I need to go Don't, to the do not get me wrong. But it's like, <laughs> when you're trying to exhale from an experience, like, sharing all that. Or you have to get your Like, you're just trying down. to, like, get some fresh air, honestly. Right. And not, like, oh, great to see you too man like that's that's awesome like love the support but like sometimes you just want to like get away from it after like you just put it all out there yeah you know? yeah it, i mean it's surpri- <clears throat> it surprises me every time and flatters me every time yeah um, it's great i it don't is, ever want great. it to stop but mm-hmm. i also sometimes need to like run to the bathroom and mm-hmm. strangers are looking they don't understand <laughs> that i'm I need to pee. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not their fault. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, if you if you're paper fest or something, you need to get your stuff cleared off the stage, and oh, everybody's yeah. coming up to the stage yeah, and like, hey, just wanted to you know talk, 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 and then somebody yeah. else, and you're like, okay, I'm well, still I kinda... working. Well, the beauty of paper fest is there's a backstage nice. that you cannot be accessed on, and in our rider it says we need a porter potty on stage. <laughs> right, I'd next be to okay Shane. with that. <laughs> No, it's all good. We we it is flattering, and we love when people come up to us and talk to us about it because there's usually like good questions, um, and it is it's it's very thoughtful and nice. Sweet, but like sometimes when you play for two or three hours, it's like I just need to like I need a minute, you know. Mm -hmm. Just uh, do you guys have like a, a unique spot that you've played or? you know favorite venue that you've played so far in the band's career i'd say husby's last year was my favorite show that was where was that I don't a blast know. sister bay right sister bay um door county mm-hmm. that was that was a great time that place was packed and everyone was vibing yeah yeah that um that was a great experience i feel like i turned around and then i turned back and all of a sudden like the whole outdoor area was completely filled. And I was like, whoa. Obviously, ABF, Appleton Beer Factory, is our home. That's our spot. That's our most favorite place to play around here. Locally, that is the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, they do so much for not only local musicians, but like bringing in less known uh, nationally touring artists. Mm-hmm. Um, just a real attention to detail there, which... Uh, I don't know. We love those guys. They're they're awesome. So, Mike, you grew up in New Holstein, you said. That's right. Um, <laughs> is it, do you feel like the Fox Cities, as far as what we have here, is sometimes taken for granted as far as all these opportunities like Live in the Lobby, the Fox Menagerie, all the venues compared to, you know, New Holstein or... That's kind of like a stretch, but... Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, for, so to preface this, I went to school in Chicago. I lived there for six years, and then I lived in Los Angeles. So New Holstein <laughs> is a departure from uh, my teenage years. Um, I think it's a good scene. I think it's a good scene. Um, a lot of support. It's just we're in this weird um, 
we're in this weird situation where everybody wants people at their bars, but they don't want to pay for talent. Mm-hmm. So it's like they want to have a show, but they're like, this is what we can offer. And I know it's benefiting them more than it's benefiting artists. And I really want to see um, not not just original artists, but cover bands. I want to see them get back to their usual takes. Um, and because it's such a commitment to get together as a band and not a solo artist, to get together with a band a couple times a week, and then you got shows a couple times a week. That's a lot of time and energy to be put into, uh, you know, um, making it sound good and be pleasing for audiences. So I hope we get back to that point where it's just like a little bit more respected and a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, we get a little bit more commitment from from venues but all in all i think appleton is is solid um i think it's up there with any place in wisconsin in terms of uh original band stuff so happy about the scene honestly if uh people want to find out more about disco naps where would you send them where's a good place for them to kind of dive in our instagram is disconaps.band and you can find us at Disconaps everywhere else, um, anywhere you stream music, on Spotify. Facebook, Spotify, YouTube's. Apple Music, anything at Disconaps. And Naps. you can find us at Paperfest today at 3 p.m. on the Craft Music Showcase Oh, wait, stage. we're doing that? Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Andy. Thank, thank you for Appreciate joining me, you guys. I'd Appreciate you. Love it was the, nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. I love, mm-hmm. I love the band and hope you guys kill it today at Paperfest. Appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Stop by again when that new album comes out. And Will do. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing it. Sounds like a plan, man. You've been watching and listening to Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. Yeah.